You're listening to This Hong Kong Live, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the authentic voices of our local youth sharing their thoughts and feelings of growing up and living in the city we call home. Welcome to Season 6. Our theme is Things I'm Proud Of. Hello, welcome back to another episode of This Hong Kong Life. Today we have Olympia here. Hello. Hi, Renee. <laughs> How's your life like been going like under the pandemic since we have been in this pandemic for like a few years already? I feel like the pandemic has definitely affected my life. Um, since the COVID started, I went to the UK, um, which was in 2020. But then because of COVID, my parents made me come back. So now I'm back in Hong Kong for IB. Right, IB, our best friend. <laughs> IB is such a torture, but I guess we can do One more year, let's yeah, go. One more year, let's go. <laughs> okay, so is there any interesting that has happened in your life like did you do anything like meaningful since like you know we're all trapped at home yeah. and like we're doing nothing literally so did you do anything interesting during this time so i remember um during it was in 2020 um september-ish um i basically started this um initiative like a fundraiser it's called pedal for Lollipella for my school and basically, we raised a total of more than 2,000 pounds um, to improve the school experience for um, the children there in Ethiopia for Lalibela Primary School. And our aim is to basically raise money for this um, school charity called the Soil of Amhara in Shropshire, England. Um, we basically wanted to um, support development of the children there and also um, help them uh, renovate their classroom so that they have like a better um, education right since like I'm so glad that we're living in Hong Kong such like a good city and developed city but then there's the other side of the world that we don't really get to see so it's really kind of you were like making this project to help them renovate their learning environment do you guys even like provide opportunities for them to learn better in a way I feel like we do because with um a bigger classrooms and also with more funds for um, the teaching support, the kids can now enjoy a greater access to um, maybe books and also a better teaching support. So that is also a really good way for them to improve their education. So since you have created this very kind event and so kind of you doing this, what's your role in this whole project? My main role was to manage the team um, and recruit a team of 15 to 20 students. Um, I also was part of mainly in the marketing team where we promoted um, the Pedophilali Pella project. And what we did was we basically virtually cycled uh, more than 8,500 kilometers for the whole school. We promoted this project to the school teachers, to our classmates. And we used like rowing machines and like gym bikes. So we would like also use this pedometer to track how much um, they've traveled. Um, so through this, um, they could help us raise funds. So the raffles event was that um, it was mainly through like a lottery. So people had the chance to take part in it and give funds, but then they don't know whether their f funds or their raffle would win them a 
like a basket of goodies. So it was also a good way for them to um, raise funds for us. So it was really fun. Oh, that sounds really interesting. You're actually like bringing fun and charity work at the same time. So I guess it's like a very good experience for you. What have you actually learned from this, for running this whole project? Our team have definitely encountered a lot of challenges. Like we had the pressure of meeting deadlines, a budget to meet. Um, and then we also didn't have enough students to cycle because at the time it was during lockdown and then a lot of people were in quarantine and when they were in their rooms it made us harder to promote it made us harder to um, ask people to go on bikes and do the initiative so we basically um, asked like some of our volunteers they had the chance to bike for us um, and also the teachers so it was definitely a uh, really challenging at the time oh my so like i feel like you're also promoting health we can be more healthy and at the same time we can raise money this is like a big project right to you it's yeah. a big project to me it sounds like a big one what's like some of the biggest biggest challenge that you have faced i would say the biggest challenge for me personally is like meeting my own expectation of things because at first I initially thought that by the time of late November we would already have around 1,800 pounds um, but then it was really um, unachievable because of the pandemic, the sudden hit of the pandemic as well as um, the lack of support but then thankfully the teachers help us in this event a lot by um, promoting the event through class, through um, class assemblies, and then also through email. So we really thank them for the support. Oh yes, I think it's really important for us to be thankful all the time. There's like a lot of people out there who may want to create a project like you. Do you have any like suggestions to them? I would say, quote unquote, just do it. Because as soon as you think, then you wouldn't be able to do much of a change. So I would say just start little, um, start progressively and maybe also reach out to your fellow uh, teachers, your fellow friends or family members to help out because it's always good to connect to more people and um, ask them to maybe help. And because this is for a really good charitable cause, it would also um, really gain their awareness as well as um, spread it to many people but even though if it doesn't have a good change or it doesn't bring like a sort of big impact as you previously expected don't give up because at the end of the day little by little you will find yourself making a lot of good friendships and you will also learn a lot throughout the way right i totally agree with you like we should always reach out to people and open up to them when we need help and i feel like especially for running like some meaningful project i feel like most of the people around us will hopefully be supportive towards it so yeah i think it's a really it's what you say is really encouraging i also want to take this chance to share about another project um it's called along hong kong um, I basically co-founded this um, nonprofit with uh, some friends from GSIS and CIS, so it's like a collab project. We intend to provide an opportunity for dementia elderly patients in Hong Kong to enhance their social engagement. Um, we also intend to spread awareness about this big disease called dementia. Basically, dementia is a loss in cognitive functioning and the abnormal changes of brain that leads to a decline in thinking, memory, or speech. So 
patients have less control of their feelings and in their expressions. So, for example, they even have like trouble getting home, identifying close acquaintances, and it gets increasingly difficult with time because of age. So, the most commonly found disease is called Alzheimer's disease. So, Alon was founded to uh, mainly document these inspiring stories of those elderly in elderly homes, as well as we want to organize um, engaging activities to lift their spirits. Um, also, we have a social media platform, and we hope to provide those neglected elderly among the COVID pandemic a chance to voice out their demands, a chance to voice out their feelings, etc. Right. I do realize that how there's this part of our community that has always been like left out in a way like for example elderlies in elderly home maybe like their children do not have the ability or time to take care of them they've been sent to like elderly care center maybe it's not what they initially want their feelings might have been suppressed but they do not have to at the same time like living under strict rules maybe elderly care center set for them their feelings have been suppressed in a way like they've not been able to like express themselves so i feel like what you've done has actually shown people how like the elderly community is actually also really important in hong kong because like even though they might not be economically active but then they are still a really important part of our society i guess yeah, yeah, so um, basically we have done um, quite a lot of things, even though there was the COVID pandemic and the government restrictions were there. Um, so our project, we basically visit like elderly homes. And then I remember the time when it was during Chinese New Year, we wrote like five chunks for them. Uh, we also like conducted interviews and to try to document the reality of like these elderly homes. Um, it was quite controversial because it was really hard to make them like speak truth about the situation there. Um, but they also um, took time and then they also took time and responded uh, really quickly. So that was also a really good thing about that. Um, also, I remember a really good story this old grandpa where he told us a story about his now wife uh, so basically his wife was his pen pal and then they exchanged um, letters with each other for like 20 years and that was really inspiring to us because these days we would never do anything like that so through these stories and through documenting these stories we feel like we have a closer connection with these elderly as well as we really know what they're feeling which is what most people lack these days to really, you know, reach out to elderly and care for them as they are often the neglected bunch. So that was really meaningful doing this project with my friends. Yeah, the story is actually touching like pen pal and how like they actually connected with each other. I feel like it's also some old traditions that no longer exist in our society nowadays because like I feel like we all are on social medias. Even if we have to communicate, we'll just go on like WhatsApp, Snapchat, or like Instagram just to talk. Writing letters seems forbidden in a way. Yeah, I certainly agree. I feel like social medias these days, I feel like people should really need a detox. And for me personally, I feel like I am a victim of this so-called digital trap but then social media although in one way it's really connecting people and 
it really allowed like interesting communications among people. But at the same time, if we continue using too much, spending too much time on social media, we might lose ourselves and we might lose all the meaningful connections in person. So that's also an interesting point to note. Wow, so listening to your Along Hong Kong project is something that's kind of touching to me in a way. So what other interesting activities have you participated in lately? I've been very much involved in Hong Kong AYP, which stands for the Hong Kong Award for Young People. It is a program which we need to have our expedition, our service, sports and activity. And for me, because I am a direct silver applicant, so which means I need to do more hours than a normal silver applicant. So at a time, I still remember vividly for the expedition. It lasted for eight days, so it was split uh, into like three sessions. So it was like a two, three day expeditions and then plus another two day. Um, for the expedition, I remember getting lost like so many times. And also like a really interesting story was that we got attacked by a wild feisty boar um, that we didn't expect. Uh, basically the boar was like snatching this hot dog from my friend. Um, it just jumped out of nowhere and it started like attacking my friend. So I also think like basically my friend like documented the entire process, the entire thing. I think the clip also went viral um, during that time. It was like during February or January. <laughs> so our teammates were also like arguing about like how to read a compass like six hours into the day. <laughs> and then we basically also we hiked for around like 40 ki kilometers uh, within the total span of three days. And that was like it was just so mentally draining and well and physically, of course. But then at the end of the day, although we face like many challenges, I feel like we really develop ourselves as individual thinkers and adventurous explorers. When you decide on a route, when you're in like a split path, how do you deal with that stress? And how do you use solely a map, a compass, and with no Google Maps, how do you find the right destination? And that's like the crucial bit to this um, journey, this lesson that we um, basically learned. And also it's another sense of like accomplishment and the amazing feeling afterwards, like seeing yourself pushing through in the darkest hours. And also I feel like um, it's really about the team spirit. Um, when you look back to your high school days, you will really see like how many like good friendships that you cultivated and also you will realize like the pretty views, um, the teacher support and the team spirit, the strong bond and teamwork that you cultivated triumphs anything challenging along the way. So although there's, we think there's a limit ahead of us, the people were really the driving force that kept us going. So yeah. Oh, that sounds really interesting. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that your friend got attacked by the boar. But then, HKAYP is such a well-known program and you've participated in it. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> 40 kilometers in a day. And yeah, like you have talked about how like you've grown as an individual. I feel like even though no matter how many challenges you face, if you put the effort of mind on it, you always find the way out. And... I think you've also mentioned teamwork, collaboration. Yeah, I feel like especially going on an adventure. Where did you hike? We basically hiked in Taimoshan. Oh. Yeah, the Monkey Mountain. 
Oh, yeah. So I feel like especially hiking in such an environment, like teamwork is really important because hiking alone is dangerous. And I feel like it's impossible to hike alone for 40 kilometers. So Olympia, I know that you've traveled during the pandemic. Do you want to share about your experience? Yeah, of course. It was definitely like mentally taxing because I remember it was like last year I had to endure that 21 days of quarantine. Um, it was really no fun, but um, I, I don't know how how I survived. But then, I mean, I really survived off on takeaway food and also like the really good room service. So I guess, yeah, I mean, it's also like a struggle, but then at least I made it. <laughs> right, I actually share a similar experience. So at around like 2020, when Hong Kong first closed its border, I was actually back home in Singapore because I was traveling in the Philippines. So then like suddenly received the news that Hong Kong closed its border. So I was waiting and waiting and waiting in Singapore for two months, a lot of canceled flights uh, until I got back. So I actually stayed in the quarantine hotel. It was 14 days, not as long as your 21 day. Back then, everything wasn't as established. Like in the middle of 2020, right? Like June to July? Yeah. yeah. I came back in like February. The food obviously wasn't that good. It's And my stay was pretty unpleasant because everything was pretty messed up back then. And the 14 days quarantine is very mentally draining. I lost myself. I cried because I feel trapped. But then I feel like... I'll always find my way out. <laughs> yeah, I really feel you because like I also had several episodes of mental breakdowns. I just didn't know what to do because like there wasn't like any sunlight and the, the windows weren't open. It's all like an enclosed space, which made it suffocating. But basically, I had lots of phone calls and then I also FaceTimed my friends to like help with the situation. I also did like um, meditation and like workouts because I was too bored there so that was also like some ways to cope yeah I feel you suffocated because they locked all the windows <laughs> but I'm so glad that where I stayed I was looking at the airport so I see a little bit of hope even though there were barely any planes flying back then <laughs> thank you for sharing it's I love your story it's thank really interesting okay I'll see you guys next episode Thank you for listening. This Hong Kong Live is an initiative of Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like the show, please subscribe and get new episodes every week. We would love to hear from you. Nominate yourself or friend to share next. Drop us a note at hklife at kelly.org. See you next time.